0: Well, good morning, Kicksters. Welcome back to The Morning Kick. Now, I've been promising you for a while that we're going to have a guest from overseas, and I'm really grateful that Randy McCabe from Microsoft in the USA has agreed to join me this morning. Uh, Randy, thanks very much for coming on the show from Dallas. And I guess uh, they couldn't be bigger than Larry Hagman's backyard to have a conversation with what's going on in America. How are you and the family over there?
1: Good, good. We're doing great. We're, uh, you know, we are sheltering in place in dallas um i've got i i've got a son who's a freshman in college and so he's home from texas a m university living with us and then i've got a son who's a senior in high school and he's very anxious to he's finishing his senior year so that's a little bit uh difficult to miss out on some of the fun spring events that go with that and then i have a sophomore and and a fifth grader so but we're 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 actually getting some some family time as you can imagine i hope we all are that we otherwise would not you know normally get so that's pretty that's pretty great
0: that's absolutely brilliant we're going to talk about how randy and i first met but At the moment, Randy is the business application sales leader for digital sales in North America, and he's got a business card. That's this wide. It's like a a Texas Longhorn. Uh, Randy, I was going to talk to you about what the role actually involves. So you are with Microsoft and obviously Microsoft today is, is quite an amazingly diverse company is now has interests in places like LinkedIn and GitHub. But what's your day to day responsibility?
1: Yeah, so we have we have a commercial side of the business and a consumer side of the business. On the commercial side of the business, serving you know companies, um, I I serve as the dynamics or business what we call business applications uh, specialist sales leader for North America for U.S. and and Canada, and so we we primarily sell. Uh, Dynamics, Customer Engagement, as well as Finance and Operations, which is an ERP. And then um, we have other kind of ancillary products that work with those, uh, like Customer Insights, which is a uh, data analytics platform, and Power Platform, which is a really neat uh, low-code, no-code uh, development environment. So, you know, as you said, there's a lot going on at Microsoft, and and it's it's pretty fun to be in the middle of it.
0: Randy, over the years, Microsoft's um, kind of been here and there with, with CRM solutions. I mean, uh, we know that people have done amazing things with Microsoft Access and things like that. And let's not forget, you can do anything with an Excel spreadsheet. But how long, is we, how long has Microsoft been involved with the Dynamics product?
1: Yeah, that's funny. The uh, Excel spreadsheet probably is still one of the most widely used databases in the world, yeah. right? And, um, you know, about, uh, about 20 years ago, and I think it was in, in uh, last fall, uh, Microsoft acquired a company called Great Plains up in uh, North Dakota, up in Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, that company was a leading um, uh, ERP product in the middle market uh, in, in uh, corporate America, and that was kind of the start. As you, you know, probably remember Microsoft acquired a number of other companies and, you know, just in the last, you know, three or four years, um, you know, we have a, a very um, integrated and complete uh, product solution that includes customer engagement and finance and operations that's all integrated with Microsoft Teams and Outlook and Office and um, it, it, it's, it's all in the cloud, uh, you know, running on Azure with Microsoft's best in class artificial intelligence, uh, you know, running throughout it. So it's, it's a, you know, a complete and, and uh, integrated solution that we're pretty excited about.
0: And I was saying earlier, Excite Media has a large client who has been implementing Microsoft Dynamics over the last little while and across different business units. So obviously it has a wide space of application. Uh, Randy, you and I actually met a long time ago and I'm trying to remember the year, but we were in, I believe it was Charlotte, North Carolina for a broadcasting conference when you were CEO of another organization with a CRM. Do you want to give us a bit of background to that story? Yeah, that
1: was uh, Orange Leap. And that was a number of years ago, uh, very fun time in my life running. It was a, a, uh, you know, a, a venture, um, you know, started company. So extremely different than, uh, you know, what I'm doing, uh, here at Microsoft and, um, and I remember the, the event we had there, we had a, had a big dinner, uh, at that, at that conference. And, uh, yeah, we had, uh, Tim Sanders' book, uh, Love is the Killer App, is that the
0: the what you were referring to? We have props. This, this book that you gave away to um, your guests at that dinner was absolutely impactful. A lot of people will know the Dale Carnegie book, How to Gain Friends and Influence People, but this takes it to a more modern level. Um, you wanna give a bit of background to who Tim Sanders is for those that don't know?
1: Yeah, so Tim and I actually worked together um, in the AudioNet and broadcast.com. If you remember, if you know, who Mark Cuban is who's, who started broadcast.com and uh, Tim was a, uh, a sales leader there. And, and, uh, you know, I was getting really getting started in sales and um, we kept in touch and, you know, Tim had, he was an unbelievable uh, presence and speaker and And he had a philosophy that that he documented in that book, um, which was very different than you learn from a lot of business people who who were trying to, uh, you know, beat people, climb over people in order to get ahead. And, uh, you know, his his idea was share everything you have and, you know, love others and give, 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 and you'll end up getting much more back in return. And uh, that really that message resonated with me and and my values and and so i just wanted to share that with as many people and customers as i possibly could
0: yeah of course uh, tim had uh, great involvement with yahoo as well listen if you get the opportunity i checked just before randy and i um, came online to go live and it is available at amazon.com so check out love is the killer app very worthwhile Randy you're hitting up sales teams and dealing with this whole COVID-19 thing. Have you had to reevaluate your sales strategy and is there a process that you walk through rather than it just being reactionary?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously interesting, uh, you know, fascinating time, unprecedented time. Um, you know, we we uh we have uh it was in March, when everything was developing, was the end of our fiscal quarter, and uh, we had a number of deals that were larger, um, you know, kind of what we call rip and replace deals, where we have to displace, a, you know, another CRM solution. That um, slowed down. They they still wanted to work with Microsoft. They they had decided that Dynamics was what they wanted to use, but they wanted to press pause just because of the tremendous uncertainty in the world. Um, and, you know, that, that obviously, you know, made us, you know, stop and wonder, well, what does that mean for our business? And, you know, Q4, this certainly is not going to end in a couple of weeks. And if it does, there's still it, you know, that doesn't mean that the economy just opens back up, uh, you know, sort of automagically, and everything's, you know, back the way it used to be. So yes, we, we absolutely um, you know, have spent a lot of time, you know, thinking and talking and brainstorming about, you know, what that means. And, and I'll tell you, the f- first and foremost, um, you know, where we've landed is uh, focus on people, uh, first and foremost. And to me, that's, that has a couple of, of, of points to it. One is just um, care for people first. The, the, the people that, that uh, who work for us, our team members, um, our customers, our customers are people, and and we don't know how they're being affected by this. Obviously, some of their businesses are affected in in dramatic ways, but they may have family or relatives, or you know, we don't know how they're being affected by this. So, um, this is an opportunity for us to um, care for people, to to have empathy, and you know, not only is that the right thing to do, but it's also um, You know, that it's culture building for our team to be focused on on caring and empathy and, you know, for each other. And it also builds trust with with customers when we instead of uh, forcing what we want to happen from a business standpoint or trying to manipulate, you know, something we want to happen from a sales standpoint. If we're really thinking about our customers first and caring about them, um, then, you know, that's going to build trust for, you know, for years to come. You know, The second thing I'd say is, we'll go ahead if you wanted to chime well, in. I was going
0: to say, the interesting thing is selling a product like a CRM would have an extremely long sales cycle. There's obviously the introduction, there's building trust, there's trying to create a solution, and then there's a process to actually close the sale. I can imagine that that process of looking after people is going to help at both ends of the spectrum. The person who's meeting your team for the first time, or meeting Microsoft as a solution provider, need to be able to trust you. The person who's wondering, "Do I sign off in these uncertain times?" needs to trust you as well. So that people focus has real uh, positive outcomes all the way through the sales cycle. For sure, I agree. couldn't agree more. Um, second thing I'd say is is uh,
1: to be thinking about trends and you know watching trends and and being able to to um, identify opportunities and uh you know that's something that you know in, in our business in particular you know some of our uh solutions in dynamics are like you said are going to you know are our you know big solutions with long sales cycles and those may not be the ones that we focus on you know over the next you know uh, quarter or two or more um, but we have some other solutions that are uh, extremely valuable to uh, organizations who, um, who, you know, want to have especially deep relationships with their customers. We have a, you know, a a solution that's called Customer Insights, which is a a data, uh, you know, analytics platform um, that customers can get up and running very quickly and can help them, uh, you know, get to know their customers better. So, you know, we're, we're tending to focus on things like that um you know to to in order to take advantage of them of the uh the market opportunity
0: is it a case that you can still bring certain sales forward and and how do you identify which ones you can push ahead with at a time like this is is it industry-based is it the value of the transaction
1: yeah for sure i think it is industry-based because there are some industries that are that are you know um that have been you know hit hit pretty hard um you know, because we have been focused on digital selling and we are now even more digital selling, meaning we're all in our home, in my, you know, home office and all of our sellers are in our, you know, home offices. Um, We're actually talking to customers more than we were talking to customers before. We, you know, we had a lot of internal meetings and we always were striving for more customer time, but our customer time has really, you know, gone through the roof because we're spending, because we're, we're home more, we have, you know, more time and that's helping us, uh, you know, when, when we go into those conversations with customers, um, you know, if we're focused on them first as people in their business and caring about them, and then, um, we try to keep an open mind. We're not assuming anything. We're not assuming that their business is bad or that they We're we're, we're instead Um, you know, diving into their business and we want to be insatiably curious and we want to talk to them about what are their problems? What are their opportunities? Because the the good companies, the agile companies are trying to figure those things out. And so we, if we can come alongside them and be partners with them and figuring out what those opportunities are and what their, what their problems are that we can help them solve, then we can, we can get them a, uh, you know, a, a, a Microsoft solution that's based on a business outcome that will do something for them.
0: I love the way you see it be insatiably curious. Uh, now is not the time to assume. As the old adage goes, all bets are off. It's time to start investigating again, isn't it?
1: Amen. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I read an interesting uh, article you might have seen um, that actually Mark Cuban had Uh, tweeted about it. And I think it was Mark Andreessen, you know, who is the, it was one of the founders of Netscape and the CTO of Netscape. um, And he wrote it and it, and the title of it was, it's time to build again. And, and I think this is a, you know, there, there are opportunities uh, all around us that, that we can take advantage of. I
0: love it. It's brilliant. Uh, listen, we wanted to touch on what's happening in the U.S. So Australia at the moment has been flattening the curve and seeing some great results to that. Um, the death rate is low, but we look to America. We see it in our nightly news and it is a concern, particularly what's been happening in New York. Uh, can you give us a bit of a picture of how you see things from Dallas, Randy, at the moment?
1: Yeah, it is it is a picture. I would say, you know, my point of view is um, it may be closer to yours than it is to someone who's living in New York. Uh, because in Dallas, our numbers are pretty good. We've, we've been, um, you know, we were, we were fairly aggressive at, at the social distancing and the sheltering in place. And um, we're not having, you know, massive spikes, uh, that, you know, that I'm aware of. And, you know, in fact, our our governor on Monday uh, came out and said, starting this Friday, we're going to begin to ease back, um, you know, into into business. And he and he specifically called out things like restaurants and retail shops would be reopening, but trying to maintain about a 25% capacity in order to continue social distancing. At the same time, you know, I I I watch national news from time to time here, and I am seeing you know I'm seeing. Um, and hearing things about you know what's happening in New York, so I think that I think a lot of people right now are cautiously optimistic um, that um, you know if we continue to be smart about um, if if we instead of rushing back into business, if we if we ease back into you know kind of opening up the economy and and you know not doing anything dramatically um that that you know you know we'll be able to kind of keep these the you know the positive trends going Uh,
0: one of the things that i'm interested in australia has a slightly similar kind of government configuration that we have a federal government and then we have state-based governments and in america you have a similar thing obviously i don't need to talk about donald trump from the perspective of the amount of memes and conversation that everybody is aware of all the time but what i'm interested in does the average American look to their governor, or do they look to the president as far as dealing with this kind of pandemic crisis? That's a that's an interesting
1: question. Um, there's a there's kind of a there's kind of a funny Texas answer to that, which is, you know, Texas is kind of the state that's known for, you know, like being very independent and the fact that we were our own nation at one point in time. and um, and so you know, a lot of Texans, would say that, you know, we're kind of Texan first and, and we would, but I think it, I think in, in America, the reality is, um, you know, so often we do get our news from the national cable networks. And I, you know, I do think there's a, there's a feeling that we're all looking to, um, you know, everyone in America is, 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 you know, watching these briefings, uh, you know, that, that, that have happened almost daily. Um, And everyone's keeping an eye on, uh, you know, what, what's going on in New York. And so I think, I think, you know, as much as I'd like to say, you know, kind of Texas first, uh, you know, I think that, I think that across the country, you know, Americans would say it's, it's, you know, we're looking to
0: our federal government leaders. I guess there's uh, particularly when it comes to stimulus packages and packages and things like that, you can do a certain amount at a state level or even a, a local government level, but you're really looking for dollars from the top in terms of the economy and things. Okay. Randy, I, I want to ask you just to leave us with a few thoughts. How do we actually build those relationships that you spoke about earlier? What are some ideas in terms of how we can reach out to potential customers looking after our own staff that we can do during these times?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I would say we've got to embrace the, the, the new, you know, the old selling was getting on an airplane, getting in the car, walking the halls, knocking on doors, you know, showing up in the lobby, um, and, and meeting customers. And now, um, you know, to me, two big things. One is, uh, tools like, and this is going to sound like an advertisement because uh, Microsoft owns LinkedIn, but tools like LinkedIn Sales Navigator that are connecting us as business people um, is is are just invaluable. Um, and then I think you know, kind of what we're doing here on being on video. I think that you know we all want the you know personal connection, and so I think we should all strive to when we're when we're in business situations um, rather than being on phone or or even being on a. Teams or Zoom or, um, you know, WebEx or whatever you're using on a, on a call, make sure your video is on. Let's connect as people. Let's look each other in the eye. Let's, and, and let's not start diving right into business. You know, let's, let's talk about how our families are. Let's talk about, um, you know, what we're feeling and what we're experiencing because this, this time can be super isolating to us.
0: There's some good advice there. And Randy, I want to thank you for spending some time. I appreciate that um, you've been able to work from home. Keep looking after those boys. I hope they're doing well. I've got a um, a 20-year-old doing his university degree, trying to do it at the moment because of these conf- um, confronting and different times. Appreciate you coming on the show and for spending a bit of time and giving us an insight from the US of A. Absolutely. Always good to uh, see you and be with you. Thank you. And make sure that you do get a copy of that book, Love is the Killer App, that we mentioned by Tim Sanders. Well, we're going to have another guest tomorrow, a marketing consultant who works in the B2B space. And what's interesting is I've dealt with a lot of companies over the time where we've talked about, I work in B2B. Our clients don't need marketing. They know us. They know how to to get hold of us. That's an interesting conversation because we look at B2B marketing and find that there are hundreds and thousands of searches in different industries happening on Google every day where business owners are looking for solutions. You're probably doing it yourself. So join me tomorrow on The Morning Kick and we'll find out a little bit more about B2B marketing.